From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Welcome to Friday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your first word in sports. Tom, Ward, Ryan, welcome into the program. And uh, don't forget that uh, you can catch the program if you uh, happen to be out of the area. And uh, you're going to be traveling or something. It's SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. And also, you can go there. And if there's a uh, a feature or something that uh, you missed, an interview you missed on any of the programs, John Morris in the afternoon at 3 or Matt Mosley at 4 or our program, you can certainly uh, go there and, uh, and catch uh, catch that interview on one of the, uh, the podcasts. All the programs are posted to the website as a podcast. So keep that in mind. Our... Uh, CNC Collision Center text line is wide open for you this morning at 254-662-1660. As we talk a lot of football today and a lot of basketball, we'll get to it. But let's first check in with Ward Whites. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you this morning? I am good. All right. It is Friday. It is the 13th. Is anybody in this room superstitious? Yes. Are you really? Mm-hmm. What what is your top superstition? Um, there's a lot of I, them. I guess more superstitious than anything. Maybe not so much Friday the Thirteenth, but rituals before games and things like that. I was going to say base. I think base. Wouldn't you agree? Baseballers are probably. Oh, no doubt. I mean, there was. I think it was. There's one guy that wouldn't. He wouldn't step on the chalk. A lot of them. When he was crossing the line. I mean, he would literally leap over the chalk. What You know, some guys would draw in the dirt before they go into the batter's box. Are you mm-hmm. superstitious? I, I'm not now, but I, whenever I played sports in high school a few years ago, yeah, I, I was superstitious with, you know, how I stretch, like did stretches before football, whether it's practice or a game, stuff like that. Not Nothing crazy. There's Friday the 13th. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, Boston Red Sox. Wait, box. Yeah, didn't he have to eat chicken, chicken. Before, before every game? Chicken. Every game. Chicken. Holy moly. Can you imagine if you ate? Think about that. He ate chicken basically 162 times, probably out of what, 180 days, because there's some off days in there. But stop and think about that. Wasn't it fried chicken? It had to be fried chicken? I think so. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot imagine. Chicken for 160. Yeah, Wade Boggs, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, what is there? There's don't, don't walk under a ladder. Black cat. Don't step on the crack. Uh, there's several. You know, uh, now there's some, there's also don't break, uh, oh, breaking the mirror. Isn't that like, oh yeah, that's seven, seven years, years, bad luck, bad luck. 
Now, if you find a horseshoe, that's good luck. Now, here's the question. Can a good luck thing like a horseshoe, can it counteract the breaking of the mirror? I mean, do they cancel each other out? I'm not sure on that. We'd have to I ask mean, that, an expert. That, see, now i got some questions. <laughs> There's some stuff going on here. Don't open an umbrella inside, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Bad luck. Because it's bad luck. No other reason other than it's bad luck. Now, if you knock twice on wood, it will reverse any bad luck. So you can act, counteract, I guess. I don't know. That's some stuff. Now, black, yeah, we mentioned black cats. So there's some stuff. You know, there's some guys that, and you 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 know they they'll put they have to put their socks on in a particular way. I mean, you know, left foot prefer right foot. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, if you've got a, if you're superstitious and you have one, it, you know, is anybody calling in sick today because it's Friday the 13th? And they just don't feel like getting out. Yes. You think so? Oh yeah. Somebody on this radio listening to this radio show. Well, I don't know about that, but there there'll be somebody. It says, I just cannot go to work because I do not want to get in the vehicle because it's Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. You think so? Yeah. Huh. All right. Friday the, I, 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 heck, I didn't even know. We, I was looking at the calendar last night for something. And I went, oh, tomorrow's Friday the 13th. I, you didn't know either. I did not. I, I had to tell you. So then he started crawling under the desk. <laughs> I died. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> superstitions. Uh, you know, do you believe in them? All right. So I just thought we'd kind of <laughs> toss that out and get started with that this morning. Uh, you just never know. I mean, I, I'm sure. And I would think, Ward, that if somebody those who believe in them that truly are, are that that's I mean it's a big deal it's a big deal you don't you know what do you do how do you reverse breaking that mirror if you break it and, and how do you counteract the seven years of bad luck you, you get the salt out and do I, the salt I thing? don't know if there is a way I, I have no idea you got to be able to you know fix it <laughs> Be very careful. Don't break the mirror. Don't don't walk under a ladder. You know, make the block a couple of times if uh, if you see a black cat. I'll tell you this. A, a quick story. Our uh, we love him. We, we miss him. Our guy Butch Henry. When he was when he was coaching little league, and was driving to the to 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 the uh, the fields. He would pull in a gas station and and do circles if the light was was red and he couldn't go. He was not going to stop at the red light. It just it just wasn't going to happen. So he would sit there and make circles. <laughs> you talk about a superstitious guy. Now he was that. Oh, it's funny. Uh, so anyway, seven oh seven. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a little bit, we'll uh, we'll visit with uh, Greg Tepper. Uh, Jacob Unruh is going to be on the program from the Oklahoman. And uh, Kyle Yeomans, we hope, is going to be with us this morning. Talk some Cowboy football. Uh, Playoffs are coming up. 
starting tomorrow. And we also have basketball uh, here on ESPN Saturday and Sunday. We'll, we'll talk about that today as well. All right, playoffs. Let's uh, – let's, let, I tell you what, let's, let's – we'll, we'll get to those in just a second. I do want to remind you that we do have basketball coming your way. Uh, tomorrow, it is Baylor and Oklahoma State, 4.30 for the pregame, 5 o'clock tip. And uh, that will be right here on ESPN Central Texas. Both of these teams at 1-3 and three in the conference. And uh, the Bears back home here in the Ferrell Center. Again, 4.30 for the pregame, 5 o'clock for the tip. Sunday afternoon, Baylor and West Virginia on the women's side in Morgantown. And it'll be a 1.30 start with a 2 o'clock tip as the Bears are coming off their first loss in conference play. And they'll be taking on WBU again at 2 o'clock with a 1.30 pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right. Uh, let's see. Playoffs. We'll pick these games a little later on in the program at our next hour. We'll also talk about the Cowboys and Tampa Bay in length. We'll do some comparisons and, and you know, break down the game. We'll do that in our next segment. But just across the board, guys, what's the best game? And it could be Cowboys and Tampa Bay. I think it's among them. But what is the, what is the can't-miss playoff game? You've got Seattle and San Francisco. You got the Chargers in Jacksonville, the Dolphins in Buffalo, Giants in the Vikings, Ravens without their quarterback again, by the way. And they're taking on Cincinnati. And then, of course, the Cowboys in Tampa Bay, Kansas City with the bye on the AFC side, Philadelphia with the bye on the NFC side. So, among those games, which one are you uh, are you most curious to see? Giants and Vikings. Chargers, Jaguars for me. Why Chargers and Jaguars? Uh, two young quarterbacks, two franchises that, you know, they're not playoff regulars. It'll be exciting to see that matchup and see who moves on. I think I think both young quarterbacks are good and they got to – they both got a chance to prove that they can get a playoff win. I think it'll be a fun game. I'm with Ward because I want to see – I want to know I, – look, the NFC East got three teams, nearly got four. Is that really the dominant division in, in football? And, and I think this might tell you something. An average Giants team by record at 9-7-1 and one, taking on the 13-4 and four Minnesota team. Is that 13 and 4 a little inflated because of some of the guys that they played, the the Bears and maybe. Yeah. I mean, were you afraid of the Vikings when the Cowboys played them? Um No, not really. I, I wasn't either. I I mean, they're a good football team. They're just not overly impressive a football team. Right. But yet they sit there with 13 wins. 13 and 4. So, but that's, for me, that was kind of the game too. And, and I really am looking forward to seeing the Cowboys and in Tampa Bay. There's been so much made of the Cowboys can't beat Tom Brady. And rightfully so, because they haven't beat him. I mean, they, they just haven't. He's 7-0 and against Dallas. And this is a Tampa Bay team that beat him on opening day. And I don't put a whole lot into that because that was a long time ago. Both of these teams are very, very different, dramatically different over the over the course of 18 
18 weeks. But I want to see if, you know how the Cowboys respond, how the Cowboys respond coming off that, that dog of a game last week. And what I want to see how they play on the road, how they play on grass. Haven't won a, a road playoff game in 30 years. Holy smokes. Does grass mean anything instead of turf? Maybe. I mean, you know, <laughs> here we go. Friday the 13th. Does that blue jersey mean anything to you? Yes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Do you do you think any of today's Dallas Cowboys really understand, truly understand the blue jersey, white jersey thing? They don't have to. <laughs> you do, right? <laughs> Did the Cowboys wear the blue jerseys when they went to L.A. and just beat beat down the Rams? They did. I thought so. (laughs) Ever squirrel. Oh, boy. (laughs) They had those blue jerseys on last week, too, didn't they? Yes, they did. (laughs) How'd that work out for them? (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, oh, man. All right, uh, let's see. What else do we got going on today? Uh, <laughs> I just that, that blue jersey. I mean, you know, I'm I'm curious. We'll we'll see how it all works out. And of course, you know, you can sit there and break these things down six ways to Sunday, and that's why they're great because they're it's competition, and you never know how it's going to go. Uh, and, and I know it's cliche to say, but look, in all of these games, don't turn the ball over. You know. Play good special teams. Don't turn the ball over. And give yourself a chance. I mean, if you don't do don't do that and, and you are good on special teams, I, I know that analytics nowadays tells everybody to go for it on fourth down. I am not a proponent of that. Never have been. I never will be. I am a proponent of flipping the field, putting a team deep in a hole, and making them go the length of the field. There's... Too many ways to mess it up doing that as opposed to going for it on fourth down and giving somebody the football at, at the 50-yard line. Just, I've always been a a uh, a believer in, in field position helps dictate the outcome of football games. Are you a yayer or a nayer on, on field position? You a fourth down I, guy? Do you I, like fourth down? No, I, I, I think you have to be very careful on fourth down. Um, I'm, I'm in the camp of, Hey, let's, let's get the field position and defense. We're putting it on you to get off the field and, and mm-hmm. give us an opportunity and get right back out there about 30 or 40 yards closer. Now, a lot of times, look, I get fourth down in less than a yard, you know, on the plus side, you know, on the 20 or the 30, I, I, I you know, especially when you're. You're in that iffy field goal range spot. I get that. And you're not going to gain a whole lot if you punt the ball into the end zone. I'm all about that fourth down. I think there's a, a there's a place for everything. But when you see dudes going for it on, the, on, on their own 30, oh, just drives me nuts. Drives me absolutely nuts. All right, 7-15. Uh, we are off and running. we got a lot of stuff to get to. And you can tell today we are up. Excuse me. We're going to be all over the board. We're going to be all over the place, and that'll be fun. So we got a lot of stuff. We got football, basketball, all kinds of things 
that we're going to get to today. And uh, we will uh, we'll kick it off with the Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long with Pat and John, here on the home of the Bears. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center Saturday, hosting Oklahoma State. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long, here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tumlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I want to take you to the Good Feet store where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how arch supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. It's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce first pitch luncheon Wednesday, January 25th at 1130 at the Baylor Club presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet with keynote speaker Sean Tolleson, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. That's WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing 
for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service. Good feet and advanced foundation repair. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're uh, we're glad you're with us. We're going to talk some Cowboys in Tampa Bay. That is coming up here uh, on the program this morning. A couple of quick things from the CNC Collision Center text line. I'm going to take you off the beaten trail here for just a second. Uh, we'll go with this one first uh, from the two five four Rangers. Keep adding more help pitchers and another catcher. Uh, we're talking. About, I guess we're talking about Uvalde, right? The the pitcher. Uh, it, it, so he says. The World Series is getting closer. He's a thousand percent correct. No, 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 he's not. (sighs) I'm, I'm, I'm in his corner. I, I think he's spot on. Spot on. Okay, Uh, it can't get any further. So, okay, (laughs) if you want to look at that way. Boy, snippy this morning, huh? Uh, From the nursery. I like this one. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Well, I, I still don't know who – when he says that, I don't know who he's talking to. Uh, with the NFL playoffs this weekend, what are the chances that the NFC East goes 3-0 or 0-3? First of all, uh, Philadelphia is not playing this weekend. They got the bye, so only two NFC East teams are playing. That's the Giants and the Cowboys, and I honestly think they go 2-0. and And I know you don't, but uh, you think it's 1-1 and or 0-2? 1-1. You like the Giants? Mm-hmm. And you think the Cowboys get run out of the gym? I don't know about run out, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence. Are they two and zero, Ryan? Are they zero and two? Are they one and one? I'm going two and zero. You're a homer like me, huh? <laughs> I, I do like the Giants on the road. Oh no, yeah, for sure. I, I just do. All right, a uh, couple of quick things here before we really dive into this. This this cowboy thing, uh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I want you to hear this. When asked about playing Tampa Bay, what, I, and, yeah, um, you know, as far as what we expected in Week One, but obviously lots changed for both teams since then. So I think it's just a matter of um, you know going through the season and just uh, gathering information that you you feels pertinent to your game plan. So and that, that that's been our approach. But you know, this is a, a veteran football team that's. Played a lot of footballs, played a lot of playoff football. Um, so obviously, div- division champ, uh, former Super Bowl champ. So many, so they obviously bring that to the table. But you know, it's playoff football. I mean, the only thing you know we're we're, we're guaranteed is four quarters to to go win and um, move on to the next round. And so uh, you know, regardless of what they did, you know, win their division, you know, you know all that. It's it's two teams lining up, you know, with uh, with the opportunity to move forward. Okay. All right. So he said a lot of stuff there. He said a lot of stuff. Uh, you, you know, the two teams lining up to a chance to move on. It's playoff football. Uh, you know, they played early in the year, and it was a long time ago. Did he say anything that you didn't already know before he answered that question? No. No. <laughs> he, he talked for two minutes and didn't say anything. He, he's great at that, isn't he? He's, he's absolutely great at, at, at covering something, and – 
not covering it. I mean, that entire answer was information you already knew. Mm-hmm. And all he did was, at best, reiterate it. At best. Um, now, Micah Parsons was asked about preparing for this week, getting ready for this week in comparison to, to you know, with, with, with the, the thought of last week still lingering on their mind of how poorly they played and, and getting ready to go on the road. Uh, you know, I think everything's been pretty good. Uh, that loss last week was humbling. I think the focus, the demeanor, um, everything's been up this week. And I think exactly where we want to be going into this type of game. You buying that? It's humbling? I No, I don't buy that. I, I think it should be frustrating more than humbling. I think it presented correctly. You can use a loss and, and refocus and get better and, and go play and, and, and be better for it. You never want to lose a game. You know, you hear that all the time. Well, what if they go ahead and lose one right? You know, especially those teams that are undefeated. What if they lose one right here and, and, and get real? You know, no, you never want to lose a game. But if you lose a game, how do you treat that loss? Do you... Do you find ways to benefit from that loss? Like he said, it was humbling. Maybe get refocused, whatever, you know, re-whatever. You know, pick an adjective. If if they do that, then maybe they can. But I'm like you. It's 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 hard for me to believe that it's a waterfall. So that you just go, okay, we're going to play good, turn it on. We're going to play bad, turn it off. I, I, I have a hard time with that. Now, maybe they do. Maybe they go out there Monday night and, and you know, and, and – Play flawless football. I, I, but I would be surprised because, again, I just don't believe that you turn it on and turn it off. I don't think you can, and I think they're too beat up across the offensive line. I think they're too beat up in the secondary. Well, do they get Biotish back and is he 100%? Uh, yeah, well, they still, they're still missing quite a bit on that offensive line, even with Biotish back. With the right tackle, missing the right tackle. They haven't been the same since he went out. Bottom good. line. That's a good – I mean, that's fair. I mean, they certainly haven't been as good, and there's no question. Uh, but are they good enough to be able to run the football against one of the worst running football teams? I think they got to run the football. Well, I do too. I don't think the game can be – I think they've got to keep it simple, stupid, and, and not try to get too cute, but I don't have faith in Kellen Moore doing that. Maybe not. But I, th- I think it's a total different game plan for the Cowboys in Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay puts the football in you-know-whose hands and says, fling it around the park, let's go. And the Cowboys have to say, Zeke, Pollard, Get us in a position to where we're going to throw when we want to, not when we have to. Now, I think you you pointed out, or somebody pointed out, that in the first game, which again was 18 weeks ago, that Tampa's run game was pretty darn good against the Cowboys, and it hasn't been very good since, quite frankly. Yeah, they have the 32nd, the dead last rushing offense in the league, and Leonard Fournette, the lead back for the Buccaneers, he has 681 rushing yards on the year, and 127 of that, pretty much a fifth of that, was against the Cowboys back in week one. (laughs) Do you put any stock in week one? 18 weeks ago? It's hard to. 
Yeah. Seems like a long I mean, time ago. If you're the Cowboys, you put stock in and saying, hey, we lost our quarterback in that game. But it was late in the game. It was. They were beat before that. But, I mean, if you're going to make excuses of I can turn it on and off, there's yeah, another well, excuse. Good point. Let's let's kind of go through some of these numbers, Brian, and, and, and were you uh, you tell us what these numbers mean, if they mean anything to you. So the one thing that's glaringly obvious when you compare the numbers between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers is the turnover differential. Tampa Bay is minus two in the turnover differential, and the Cowboys are plus ten. Yeah, but the Cowboys have been sliding yeah. in the wrong direction with that, with Dak Prescott since he's returned to the lineup. What, 15 interceptions now? Yeah. For Dak Prescott? They've gone the other way. I, I think it's a little bit deceiving. Early in the season, they were taking the ball away at a rapid pace. Now yeah. they haven't been able to do that. So, I mean, if you're going on, what what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. I, I think that I tipped the scale toward Tampa Bay. Yeah, and then on, another thing, on, on third down, Tampa Bay is only 36%, while the Cowboys are 46%. And then... So, I, I think third down's a huge thing, but yeah. I think for the Cowboys, it's more important... For their offense on first and second down, what do they have to set them up for third down? Because if they're not successful in the run game on first down coming up on Monday night, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And then, and surprisingly enough, the QB rating for both Prescott and Tom Brady are pretty similar. Brady's a 90.7 and 91.1, which is, I'm not sure how they measure that because they're very similar and, uh, Completion percentage, Brady 66.8, Prescott 66.2. But the touchdown to inter, inter, interception ratio, Brady is 25 and 9, and then Prescott's 23 and 15. So, but what is Brady's percentage in playoffs? It, it's a lot more. There you go. Yeah. And he's, he nearly doubled him in yards th- thrown. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm trying to figure out how that quarterback rating yeah. is, is close, and it is close. And I'll say this, I you know, we were talking about it. I was saying, what what's the last month look like? Well, the last month for Tampa Bay is two and two. The last month for the Cowboys is two and two. Scoring-wise, Cowboys are averaging 27 points a game and giving up 20. Tampa's scoring 18 points a game, giving up 21. However, in the last month, the Cowboys are scoring 26 points a game and giving up 26 points a game, or giving up 28 points a game, while the Bucks are scoring 26 points a game and giving up 26 points a game. It tells me that the Bucks are trending north over the last 30 days in some of those statistical categories, and the Cowboys are trending south. Does that, does that have a bearing, or does that have a reflection on, on Monday night's outcome? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So much of this, as you've said before, in the NFL in particular, with you know everybody's a world-class athlete, are matchups. How do you match up? How does this team match up against that team with their players? And and we'll see. I mean, if you're telling me that the 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 entire game circles around quarterback play, well, then don't get on the plane because you're going to get beat. But I do believe there's you got to look at how they play defensively, and how they play in the special teams game. Well, and defensively, it's going to make a huge difference being on grass into this turf. I mean, because of Micah Parsons and and what they do speed rush-wise, it's going to be more difficult for them to put their foot in the ground and get that speed rush and get the lineman going in the wrong direction because of the traction that they're going to have. Cornerbacks are going to have a little bit different approach because of the 
the grass versus turf. They're not going to have the quick set that they normally do uh, on turf. So that's going to make a difference in the defense. So Dan Quinn's going to have to be maybe a little more creative than he would be on turf because he's not going to have that speed, um, as much of the speed and footing that he's mm-hmm. going to have on turf. Well, and look, I don't think you're going to sack, even if you're really, really good Monday night, I don't think you're going to sack Tom Brady a bunch. Can you get to him? Can you nick him a little bit? Can you just force him? Can disrupt to, to, him. To, to, to make a decision he doesn't want to make That's with the right. football. That's that, what you've got to try to do. Yeah, because, look, he, he's, he's going to get the ball out. He's going to throw the football before you put him on the ground. He is. That's what he does. That's why he's 40-something years old playing the game. It's He's not 45 years old playing this game because he's been beat up and knocked around and hit on the ground. You know, I mean, he's played several games where they didn't have to wash his uniform because it never got dirty. He's not going to the ground. Can you disrupt him? Can you can you make him do some things, as, as Ward just said, with the football that he doesn't like to do, doesn't normally do, you know? And you and you cannot let them run the football. Look, he's even if they're one dimensional, he's 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 a world class football player. But if he has a running game and can throw the football, holy moly, do you have a long night ahead of you? And the other thing for me, and I don't know if you guys agree, but I was just for me, can the Cowboys manage to own the time of possession? Be productive when they have the football, but when they have the football, own the time of possession. And one way to keep Brady from from scoring and moving the football is to keep Brady on the sideline. And can you do that? Can the Cowboys offensive, you know, offensive front, as you talked about, being banged up, but can Pollard and Zeke find a way to run the football and win that time of possession battle, but finish those drives with scores and keep Brady over there on the side? I don't know. It's going to be tough without Tyron Smith. I don't know that the running game ever gets off the ground. Well, I think it has to if they're going to have a chance. Oh, I, I, I didn't say that that's not what they need to do. I just don't know that they can do it. All right, so that's a look at the Cowboys. In our next hour, we're going to go through and we're going to, we're going to predict all of these games and give you our thoughts, and we'll do that coming up in our next hour. We'll talk some college football. I want to do it next here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Game Time, your first word in sports. Presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. The biggest young defensive star in the league, Micah Parsons, talks about going against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks in Monday night's playoff game right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Dak Prescott and your Dallas Cowboys are headed to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. Bang! Touch! 
Come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free wild card watch party on Monday. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights, lawn games, food trucks, and more. For more info, visit DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs. Monday night in Tampa, the Cowboys, who've won 35 playoff games in the franchise's storied history, go against the Bucks in Tampa, led by Tom Brady, who in his career has 35 playoff wins. Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons is playing only his second career playoff game, but he recognizes what makes Brady the greatest of all time. He understands situational football to the highest level. He's not the most athletic person in the world, but he's learned to master the game, master you know adjustments, what he's seen. It's hard to fool him. Uh, I think he knows how to, you know, what his eyes take away and show people what he wants them to see and come back to it later. So there's no one like him in the game. Cowboys Bucks in the wild card round kicks off Monday night at 7:15 Central. With the Cowboys playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trucks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Fuzzy's Taco Shop is your one-stop taco shop for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, hang time, game time. Fuzzy's Baja-inspired tacos, nachos, burritos, and fresh salads are perfect for any time of day. And Fuzzy's ice-cold beer and margarita schooners are guaranteed to take your meal to the next level. Fuzzy's in Hewitt is now open daily at 7 a.m. serving half-price breakfast tacos from Monday, January 9th to Sunday, January 15th. Half-price Fuzzy's breakfast tacos all week long starting January 9th. Fuzzy's in Hewitt, located at 1509 Hewitt Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. NFL Wild Card Weekend starts tomorrow with two games on tap. Seattle visits San Francisco for a 3.30 kickoff and Jacksonville hosts the Chargers at 7.15. There are three games on Sunday, Miami at Buffalo at noon, followed by Minnesota hosting the Giants at 3.30. Baltimore visits Cincinnati at 7.15. The Baylor men are at home tomorrow hosting Oklahoma State for a 5 o'clock tip-off. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sunday, the Baylor women travel to West Virginia for a 2 o'clock start. That game will also be broadcast on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with the NFL playoffs on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 738, welcome back to the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. All right, uh, reports coming out of uh, Clemson, South Carolina this morning, Ward. Clemson has fired their offensive coordinator, Brandon Streeter. And it looks like, according to The Athletic, that the Tigers are in hot pursuit of TCU offensive coordinator Garrett Riley. More than hot pursuit. That's, that deal's going to happen. 
Is it for Garrett Riley all about moving on and, and, and trying to take that next step to becoming a head coach? I mean, he just coached a team, an offensive team, into the national championship. Well, you got to go when the iron's hot. But TCU has no way to counter that? No. If Clemson wants him, he's gone. Is it all about money? Or is it about the opportunity to... I think it's about the opportunity to move up to a higher profile school. Again, the name on the front of the jersey? Mm-hmm. Because they, he's not going to a better conference. He's not. But is he going to a more ho- high profile program in Clemson? He is. Yeah, no doubt. So this is, this is you, don't even, going, you don't even think about this one if you're Garrett Riley. No. I don't think so. I, you know, I'm just curious, and again, I don't know the answer. Which which one of these programs gives you? And I'm assuming he wants to be a head football coach someday, like his older brother Lincoln. I would think so. Which which avenue gives you the best opportunity to get there? In, in I would working think the, with yeah, I would working think with Sonny you, or working with. I think if you go and you're successful at Clemson, which I think he will be, that avenue is the better one. But will he be in the shadow of the head coach? More so there than he would here as the OC? Uh, no. Okay. Then it is a I mean, better. Look, look what Chad Morris did. Right. Didn't work out the way he wanted it to, but look no. what he did. No, it didn't. Although they backed the truck up in Fayetteville. <laughs> so. Well, I'm just, I was just curious how you felt about that. I mean, I just, I didn't know if, if TCU had an opportunity to fight through that thing and, 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 and come through with more money. Uh, you know, does he, but where does, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with where does he feel like he can. No, he's gone. Sell himself the most. As soon as the, as soon as the board approves him today, he's done. It's a done deal. Yeah. Now where's Spike turned to. I'm sorry, Spike. Where does Sonny turn to? Good question. I don't know. Because I don't think you want to change a whole heck of a lot. It was a productive offense, to say the least. It it was. It was very creative. Yeah. And I think you want to stay, and you have pieces in place. I don't think you, after one year, want to go, okay, we're going to learn a new system after just learning a new system. Mm -hmm. So where do you go? What do you do? I, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know if they go in-house or if he has a target that he wants to go get that right. feels like that can make the smooth transition. Is there somebody on that tree, that Lincoln Riley tree, that can slide into that position? Or, or the Sonny Dykes tree. No, yeah, absolutely. But, again, you want to coach that offense. You don't want to coach – your offense, you got to be able to coach that offense, I think. I, I don't think they want to change anything. Maybe they do. But, you know, it's you, you've invested an offseason and a year in putting this together, and it worked like crazy for you. I just don't think you want to go do a bunch of different things. All right, so that's, that's college football news and notes here this morning. It is uh, 742. This is... Game time on ESPN Central Texas. We're glad you're with us on a fun Friday. We got playoff football coming your way all three days, Friday, Saturday, uh, excuse me, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Check your local listings, as they say, 
the game that obviously we're going to have an eye on will be the Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that will be a 6 o'clock broadcast on uh, Monday evening with a uh, 7.15 kick. So it should be a lot of fun as the uh, Cowboys and the Buccaneers open up the playoffs. You said you felt like if the Cowboys got blown out that McCarthy's in trouble. All I think so. I'm just curious if they get beat, just straight up get beat, 17-14. No, he's fine. He's okay. Yeah. Two straight years of a team that they've assembled to be a championship caliber team is a first-round exito. No, he's not going anywhere if it's a close game. If they get embarrassed and blown out, he's fired. What's the difference? It, it, well, I mean, I seriously, it, what, it, the end result is the same, isn't it? It is, but it's a, it, it's a different look. It's a different perception, absolutely. I, I agree with that. But, man, if you get beat, you, they built They're gonna this team. They're going to get beat. They, it just depends on by how much. <laughs> See, I just, they built this team to win in the postseason. It <laughs> didn't last year, and you're saying it's not going to this year. No. But I'll take it one further. If they're built to win in the postseason, what if they do win Monday night and then get beat in the in the divisional round? Did you did you what you want a playoff game? Yay. Big that's my point. Rah rah. Who cares? It, I mean, it, this is not a Super Bowl team. But they constructed this team this theme. This well, everybody team. does. Everybody tries to do that. And I get it what you're saying. The Cowboys have – I don't know that they pushed all their chips in. Pretty close. But, you know, their their thought process was we're going to ante up. If, so, are you talking to a veteran guy like Odell Beckham Jr. if you don't think that the, he would be a piece to get you to a championship? Yes, because Jerry Jones wants the spotlight, and that put him right in the middle of the spotlight every day. Maybe I I just you know but I don't I don't know that they were ever really one hundred percent interested in Odell Beckham but they were interested in the attention. I'm just well was it was he ever healthy? No. And and that's my point. And do you think it, that they thought he was? No, but my point is if you felt like hey this is a guy that would help us in a year in next year then you sign him. Well, but they didn't. It was about they, this year. They may year. still sign him in the off season. Oh, I don't think so. That ship they has might. sailed, and, and, but, you know, and you went and got T.Y. Hilton. That's to help you now. It ain't about the future. It's about now. They built this team for now. Well, Whether you agree that it's a championship caliber team or not, it's about now. I don't think they did enough. but. And then, you know, they they'll, could fall back on the old, well, we got hurt, you know, but everybody gets hurt. There's everybody injuries. does that. Stop it. You, you weathered the storm. Now, if you'd have went one and four with, with – Dak Prescott. Then you out, have an excuse. Then you've got a story, but you didn't. You went four and one, and this team's expected to win. It, it better be expected to win. Well, they're not gonna. I know you, you're you're firm in, in your belief that they're not going to. 
But where does this team go if they don't? And that's why I ask again, if you get beat 17-14 to 14 or if you get beat 37-7, to 7, what the heck's the difference? Well, You're still getting on the plane and going home and going, well, there's always next year. If it's a close year. game, Mike McCarthy will be here. If it's a blowout, he'll get fired. He's won a lot of regular season games. What's that got them? They were good last year, weren't it's they? It's got them the same as it's got Cowboys for the past 30 years. That's what it's got them. You win the division last year. Well, and you sat at home after one week. I don't think week. winning this division means a whole lot, period. I mean, it's been a different winner for the last 18 years. Well, I'll say this. Last year's division was gosh awful. I thought this year's division was pretty darn good. Doesn't really matter. I mean, did anybody in the division get to the Super Bowl? No. No. Has it in a while? No. Who is, what is the last NFC East team to get there? It'd be the Eagles. Not the Giants? No, it'd be the Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. It's a good point. I, I just think, you know, because the, the Cowboys, if you go back and look to last year's football team, where they win 12 or 13 games, mm-hmm. half of them were against the NFC East. They were 6-5 and five against the rest of the NFL. They were an average football team last year against the rest of the NFL. My point being, they won a lot of regular season games, and it's meant absolutely nothing. San Francisco says, get to the curb. We're coming on through last year. Well, they've won a lot of regular season games this year, They too. did, 12. Okay. That, leading to my point, does it really matter if you get beat by 30, if you get beat by three? You're still got the it, same result. It, it will matter to Jerry Jones, okay. yes. All right, 748, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. John Denton with us, longtime color analyst for TCU. Well, you know, the pressure's been on us for a couple of years, Johnny, since uh, you and uh, Baylor basketball team won the national championship. I mean, we at TCU had to do something. I'm running out of time. So I think yeah, you are. Like, if, if we're going to do it, it needs to be this year. There you go. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce first pitch luncheon, Wednesday, January 25th at 11.30 at the Baylor Club, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet, with keynote speaker Sean Tolleson, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger, and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson, and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. That's WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Minolta, Canon, Kia Sarah, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or or ubeo.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. 
think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to Game Time online at centexsportsfan.com. Seven fifty-one. This is game time. Your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We'll uh, have the Baylor Sports Bee program coming your way in just a couple of minutes with the voice of the Bears, John Morse. But right now, we welcome into the program Jacob Unruh from the Oklahoma. Let's talk some Bears and Cowboys basketball. Jacob, good morning. We appreciate your time. How big a game is this for both of these teams, both at one and three? And I know it's early in the season, in the conference season, but uh, I don't think you want to fall too far behind the leaders. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think both teams really need this. Um, just considering this whole league, I mean, you know, you look at West Virginia and Tech right now at 0-4, and, and you think, man, 0-4 is miserable, even though both OSU and Baylor are 1-3, and you're thinking, well, they've got to win, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's just such a big difference when you look at the depth and the, and the talent and just the, the ruggedness of this league because, I mean, you know, OSU has played – you know, Kansas and West Virginia and Texas and, and Kansas state now. And, you know, it doesn't get easier. Obviously you got Baylor and OU and Iowa state coming up. And it's just like, it's like, it, there's, there's no break. And uh, whoever wins this is going to be in a better position to keep building their tournament resume. Um, you know, I know OSU's further behind on than Baylor on that, but uh, you know, I think, you know, you win in this league and, and you're going to be in the tournament. Um, and so, uh, OSU is, knows the urgency of this. I'm sure, Baylor knows the urgency of this, um, but it's really an an early conference uh, must win for both. Who does this offense for the Cowboys run through? Well, um, right now it's you know it's, it's running through Caleb Boone, and um, as it should, he's been their most um, probably their most consistent offensive scorer all year. He doesn't do it. All the time, because at you know at times, because Bryce Thompson's t- uh, kind of in the guy sometimes too. But uh, he's he's the guy that they go to in the low post. That it's got incredible footwork um, and ability to get to the basket uh, with his back to the basket. He, his ability to do some things that, that a lot of people in the country can't. And uh, he's starting to really believe in himself and, and feel good. And um, with Musa Cisse out with an injury, the last couple games he's really stepped up down there in the low post. Um, he had 23, a, a career high against Kansas state the other night in Manhattan. Um, and they, they doubled and tripled him at times and, and he still found ways to the basket. And, um, you know, so that, that's a really good sign. And, and you know, with him and if you get Bryce Thompson going again, or, um, you know, Bryce has, uh, been playing very well. He's the, uh, 
he's he's the guy that uh, has, has figured out a shot and um, at three pointers uh, particularly you know he didn't he shot really poorly at the beginning of the season in three pointers and then um, the calendar flipped to December and um, or actually late November they went to to the uh, Bahamas and and it's kind of struggled offensively there there that got back in you know around uh, right after Thanksgiving and um, he started hitting threes and at one point he was hitting fifty percent of his threes from that point and. Um, he's been balled up the last couple of games, but, uh, he's not going to be balled up forever. So it's kind of those two right now. And if you can get extra stuff out of Avery Anderson, who's, who's dealing with the wrist injury and is struggling, um, if they get Musa Cisse back, their offense, I think will be a lot better. When you look at this team, it, you, is the personality of this, this team about their defense? They're second in the conference in conference games in, in, in points allowed in defense at 61 points, something like that. Is, is the personality of this, this basketball team defense? Oh, absolutely. And, and that's my Boynton's personality. Um, you know, th- th- he's a defensive first guy. Um, he's growing as an offensive coach. Um, but, yeah, this defense, I mean, I was looking uh, what yesterday on, on Ken Palm, and they're ranked number eight in the country on defensive efficiency. Um, you know, last year they were a top 10 team on, on Ken Palm as well. Um, they're just guys that go out there and just guard and, uh, and defend and, and, and make life tough. Uh, Kansas state got in there tonight with, with Marquise Noel and, and Keontae Johnson breaking through, but at the beginning of the game, they were, I think they were three for 13 in the first half or something. They were, they did not play well in that first half and, and OSU's defense is why they were really hounding them and, um, you know, they made life hard for Texas, one of the better offensive teams in the, in the conference. Um, they, they know how to do it. They go out there, they, they force about 15 turnovers a game and, um, teams that, that, uh, normally shoot well, don't, I mean, I, I, there was a stat that I had last week and, um, that if they hold a team below 38%, which is all, but a couple of them, uh, they win the game. And, uh, so it's, it's all what this team's built on uh, is their ability with their length and their athleticism. Um, it's particularly dynamic around the rim because uh, of Musa Cisse in there, you know, he's a big 12 leader in blocks uh, seven foot one and, and just, just a monster inside defensively that that impacts everything. And then he goes down with a, with a sprained ankle. And um, last Saturday in Texas, they still have 12 blocks as a team because Caleb Boone had six and Tyreek Smith has, uh, almost a handful. A couple of guys have multiple blocks, and they just they protect the rim very, very well, um, and it it allows the guards to do more things uh, up top that that really sets his defense apart. With the last two games getting very close for the Cowboys, is it consistency that needs to be on a more sustainable basis for this team to to get them over that hump? Yeah, I think so. You know, they feel like they're close, but they're just not finishing. You know, I know you you can look at the scores of both the Texas and the and the Kansas State games and think, well, they're not really that close. But it was a three point game with less than a minute left against Kansas State, and it was similar against Texas. And um, you know, they just they they've got to get a second guy going offensively on the same night. It seems like they can get one guy going, but they can't get two sometimes. And um, if they can do that and keep it going around Boone and, and get some other guys going. I think they can, they can really kind of start to go this hump, you know, cause they, they were up 15 in Lawrence and uh, you know, you want, you, you don't want to knock them too much for the blown lead because, you know, you know, Kansas is going to make a run and, and usually erase the 15 point lead in Lawrence just because it's, it's Kansas and Lawrence. But 
you know, they had that game. They had a chance to win that game in the last possession, and um, Bryce Thompson got blocked and uh, on a hard on a hard block that uh, the whistle was was not blown. But um, and, you know, that's not not an excuse, but it's just kind of how this league is. You've got to go and not get yourself in that position, and, and OSU's got to figure out a way to finish when they are in that position. And that's been, that's sort of struggle the last two years really is finishing when they're in that position. But um, I think that, you know, they're getting closer, getting some options and they feel, feel better about it, but um, they've really got to pick it up now if they want to make the tournament. You mentioned that, uh, and we, we, we'll, we'll let you go after this, but we, we appreciate you as well. But you mentioned that uh, they defend really well around the basket. Are, are they going to try to force their opponents and, and Saturday force Bader to, to, to shoot that perimeter jump shot and, and beat them from the outside instead of going to the rack? Um, yeah, usually that's usually what they do. And they defend the three pretty well right now too. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's going to be, it, it's just going to, they, they like to make life really harder on the basket because it's just, if you can't score around there, you've got to rely on a three too much. And if you hit them, then okay. But I think, I think it's uh, one of those things that, that OSU has got such, good interior defense. I mean, Caleb Boone is, was what second in blocks. I think uh, last year, the year before the big 12 uh, behind Musa and um, Tyreek Smith is, is a force inside too defensively that, that uh, makes life really hard. And um, they're getting some, some valuable time out of Burton Bernard Kuma right now with, with Musa hurt and, and, you know, Woody Newton's a long guy and uh, Avery Anderson's athletic and Caleb Asbury coming off the bench as, as, as their six man at guard is, is really good defender too. And um, they've got guys that can really defend just about anywhere, but it's just that interior group that, that makes life really, really hard. They can get in these physical games where West Virginia gets super physical and they can go in there and, and, and match it and, and, and win a game or, you know, they can go in there and get physical with, with Texas or, or, you know, whoever wants to get physical down low and make the guards beat you. And it's been hard for teams to do that. Some have done it, but it's been really hard. Hey, Jacob, man, we, uh, we appreciate your time. Should be a great basketball game on Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for, uh, for breaking it down for us. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate it. It's Jacob Unruh from uh, the Oklahoman talking uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State. It's coming up Saturday, 5 o'clock tip, 4.30 before the pregame. Something's got to give. Baylor's 36% uh, in, in conference play and three-point shooting, and he's uh, he's talking about guarding that 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 rim and, and forcing you to beat him from the outside in. Well, something's got to give on Saturday. All right, uh, it is uh, straight up and down 8 o'clock. Here's John with today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor basketball for the weekend. The Baylor men home hosting Oklahoma State. The women headed to West Virginia. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Shop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the Big Finish Sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! 
Welcome. Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guy, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor basketball men's and women's in action this weekend. For the Baylor men, coming off the 83-78 win over West Virginia on Wednesday, home hosting Oklahoma State tomorrow at 5 p.m. in the Farrell Center. In the Bears' first conference win of the season, freshman guard Keontae George scored 32 points the highest scoring game for a Baylor freshman since Lace Darius Dunn scored 38 against Texas Tech March 8th of 2008. Also, the fourth highest scoring game this season in the Big 12. Here's Baylor head coach Scott Drew on the freshman Keontae George. If he takes the right shots, he, he makes most of them. Um, defenses make it tough on him, and then he's, he's capable of uh, uh, being a guy that instead of two assists, one turnover, he can have five, six assists. I think that's the next progression for him. Defensively, he's gotten so much better. He's more vocal. Um, the speed of the game, he's adjusting better, too. So uh, he's making strides. Offensively, I, I, uh, we get the right shots. We have 100% confidence in our guards. I think the next level for us is getting more than 10 assists and getting easier looks because when you got great shooters, if you can get easy looks, uh, the percentages really go up. And again, credit West Virginia's defense. They make everything tough. Scott Drew and the Bears in action against Oklahoma State tomorrow in the Farrell Center on the air at 4.30, tip-off at 5 here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on ESPN2. Meanwhile, Coach Nikki Collin and the Baylor women making the trip to Morgantown to play West Virginia Sunday afternoon on the air at 1.30 Central Time. Tip off at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas Television Sunday on ESPNU. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from the Farrell Center and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. All right, just after 8 o'clock, this is Gabe Time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we say good morning to Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, the managing editor of Dave Campbell's. And, and Greg, I, I just got to know, are you having withdrawals? Or, or how, how are you doing right now, buddy? That's tough. It's tough because, well, you know, because we cover, obviously we cover football across the state of Texas. And so, you know, for us, uh, football season stretched essentially as long as it can, you know, because we covered TCU. We had our, our reporter, Mike Craven, out there at, uh, at, at in, in Los Angeles. So it did stretch as far as it can. But now 
Um, it, it really is a sense of just staring out the window and waiting for, for fall to roll around. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, but the good news is if you don't know this, um, this is actually going to be a shorter off season um, simply because uh, the, uh, the, I believe the first Friday night of the year uh, is August 25th, which I think is the actually like the earliest it can be like, uh, because then they, they snap it back and it goes back to, to, to starting off in like August 29th. So we will have a shorter off season, but those four days are, uh, are, are uh, hard. You know, it's, it can't, can't get super excited about it when you're, you're staring down the barrel of eight months without football. So it's tough. I'm, I'm making do. We, we don't have, uh, we don't have realignment this, this, this time around. So I guess seven on seven is our next action, right? Yeah, I think that, you know, usually you have realignment come around every other year, but on a non-realignment year, there is a little, uh, you know, it's a little dry out there for content and stuff like that. But yeah, I would say that essentially you're looking at spring football whenever that rolls around starting, you know, late March, early April. Uh, That's really the next kind of thing. But then you get into seven on seven. and, And so, yeah, the next real thing I would say on the big calendar for high school football fans is is seven on seven specifically state seven on seven uh, in June there in College Station. But of course, we'll be busy putting together a magazine for for you know pretty much the duration of that that period. So we'll be we'll be subsumed with football. But it is uh, yeah for for the, for the fans, I would say that seven on seven is your next uh, taste. Greg, any big surprisings from the signings? Uh, early signing and then the last signing coming up, but most most of those commits have already been done. Any big surprises? Yeah, you know what's strange. You know, that, uh, I will answer your question, but I do think what, what's interesting is in talking with our recruiting analyst Greg Powers. You know, I just kind of asked him. I was like, "Is is the February signing day dead? Like, is it over?" And he said, basically, from the FBS perspective, yeah. Like, it's like the way that things have been structured at this point is that there is so much pressure on college co- uh, college programs to uh, to sign in the early signing period uh, specifically so that then they can go on the back end and, and, and do what they need to out of the transfer portal. Just th- that the, 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 the calendar has arranged itself in such a way that in a lot of that, that right now, I believe of our DCTF hot 100 on, on texasfootball.com, I believe 99 of the 100 have signed. And the other one, I, from what I understand, there are some, some mitigating circumstances that have, that have made it so he has to sign. He may, in fact, have already signed, but it's more of a silent signing. So all that's to say that, yeah, you know, recruiting has, has kind of uh, come and gone. You know, I would say that, that for me, the surprises that you saw were the late surges by Oregon. I know I'm not going to win friends and influence people down there in that part of the world by talking about what they were able to do. You know, uh, prying Austin Novosad away from Baylor, uh, which I thought was was really important uh, for for them. I thought that they closed particularly strong. I thought you had some programs from out of state close particularly strong. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, I, I like the Peyton Bowen saga is fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Uh, you know, a guy who is a longtime Notre Dame commit then gets up there and 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 commits to uh, another school and then essentially says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go. He commits to Oregon and then he got, kind of uh, says, no, actually, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. Uh, that was a, a saga in unto itself. Uh, that was certainly a surprise. Uh, but but yeah, I, I would say that that those were the ones that really stood out uh, as far as uh, surprises on, 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 on during the, the early signing period. Uh, now we kind of turn our eyes towards uh, especially the sub FBS, you know, FCS, et cetera. 
there's still a lot of room. I mean, this is this class of 2023 is loaded, loaded, loaded. And there are going to be some real – I think there's going to be a real trickle-down effect that if you're into smaller college football, sub-FBS football, I think there is an influx of talent coming there simply because of the numbers game, uh, simply because – you know, there's still guys who are entering their seventh and eighth year of eligibility because of COVID, things like that, that there's only X number of spots on FBS rosters. And so you're going to have otherwise, you know, I would say high G5 guys who are going to end up signing with FCS programs starting really, I would say, you know, whenever signing period rolls or signing day rolls around in, on February 1st. So keep an eye on that. That's one thing that we're going to be tracking on on TexasFootball.com. He's the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. He's uh, Greg Tepper. Greg, we, we were talking about the early signing period. What are high school coaches telling you about this early signing period? Some that I have spoke to don't particularly care for it. They, they feel like there's just added pressure on the young man while they're trying to win football yeah. games and prepare for playoffs and, 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 and state championship runs. And now they're really – these kids are really being hammered to, to mm-hmm. make these decisions even earlier. Yeah, I think that, that for, for high school football coaches and especially, you know, look, if you've got big-time prospects on your roster, then chances are you're probably going to be pretty decent. So you're playing in the playoffs. I know that coaches kind of have to balance that. And that's something that, that they've said before is like, you know, keeping these guys focused is always something that we have to contend with specifically for these top prospects who are looking, already looking at the next level and, and things like that. And then you add in the possibility of early enrollment, you know, guys who are just like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to enroll early. Do they have their eyes, you know, already on wherever they're heading next? You know, that's something that I know in talking with coaches, uh, they're concerned with. You know, we we kicked this around on TexasFootball.com about what you can make changes to, because uh, and 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 from the uh, from the higher up perspective, there's an interesting debate going on among college football folks. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, uh, came out right before the national championship game and said he wants to kill the early signing period. He says it just it just doesn't it doesn't work and that it's hurting coaches. Uh, I think he pointed to Mike Leach. I don't know if there's a causation there, but basically said, you know, you, you look at what we're doing, we're running these coaches ragged, especially in December, which, you know, I think there's certainly a valid point there. And then you saw Todd Berry, who's the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association. They had their big AFCA convention in Charlotte this past week. And he came out and said, we keep the early, keep the early signing period, but move it up, move it to Thanksgiving, move it to around then to kind of, uh, lighten the load on these coaches there in December when kind of everything is going on all at once. Uh, you know, one idea that our Greg Powers had, uh, which I think actually has a lot of credence to it, is why do we have times when you can sign anyway? Why can't you just sign a national letter of intent whenever you want? <laughs> you know, if you're if you're if you get offered by Baylor on September 6th and you just like I love Baylor, I want to go to Baylor, you can put pen to paper. I think that one thing I would, uh, I, one caveat I would want to carve out is is make sure that you allow these guys to get out of their national letter of intent in the in the instance of a coaching change, uh, something like that. You know, but I, I I like that idea of kind of removing these kind of arbitrary windows in which you can sign because. Uh, you know, the game has changed and, and it's the game has changed for high school football players who are now, uh, you know, they are being bombarded by coaches, by media, by everybody 
you know, they're being bombarded by, by, uh, by contact there. And the game has changed for college football uh, player uh, coaches, specifically from a roster management perspective, when you're talking about the transfer portal uh, and all that fun stuff. So uh, I, I do think it's time to fundamentally rethink our recruiting calendar, because I think that there's some, there is some real, uh, value to making sure that this is the best possible system for the most number of people. It's never going to be perfect. It's always going to be stressful for people involved because it is the lifeblood of college football. But in the end, I, I think that we can do better than what we have right now simply because it's really running people ragged and it's putting pressure on high school players, high school coaches, college coaches. We can relieve that, I think. A state put Arlington Martin High School, Bob Wagger heading to Nebraska to join Matt Rule's staff. How how big a move is that for Bob, and then how big a loss is that for Arlington Martin? How do they feel it? Yeah, this is this is a this is a huge maneuver, and I, and I would say you know there's some other really big high profile coaching changes in the high school ranks already, but this is prob, uh, certainly on that very short list. Um, and and for Bob Wager, of course, uh, 17 years at Arlington Martin, supreme. I mean, they are very clearly the dominant program in Arlington ISD. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and didn't always, basically prior to his arrival, it wasn't the case. That wasn't how, how things happened. You know, you talk about Arlington Lamar or Arlington High or, or all of these other programs. Uh, Martin was just kind of an, not, not, not an afterthought, but kind of an also ran. Um, but they, they have, uh, Bob Wager uh, kind of helped transform that Arlington Martin program into a force. And, and, and I think this is a big loss for him. I will. I also think this is a, an extremely savvy move for Matt Rule. This feels carbon copy to the Joey McGuire hire at Baylor whenever he took over. Of hey, we want to we want to build these recruiting pipelines to the state of Texas. Let's go hire a well-respected, well-liked, veteran, winning coach from the DFW Metroplex. And bring him up. I thought that was I thought that was really you know really impressive what he did. I also think what is interesting you see these guys who get hired and they kind of get like they they, they kind of shoved into whatever role is open there on the coaching staff. I will tell you that I think it's another spark of of, of genius there by Matt Rule and company to put him as an assistant special teams coordinator. That seems really silly, but Arlington Martin always always had exceptional special teams, maybe the best special teams uh, program in the state. And so I think that there's some real value there. The other thing I will tell you is I, I wonder if they are done poaching from the state of Texas. Uh, I think that Matt rule probably is looking for, he already hired Garrett McGuire, uh, you know, as a wide receivers coach. Uh, I wonder if he's still eyeing the state of Texas to kind of, uh, shore up the bona fides in the uh, in in the from the Lone Star State um, as far as on his staff. I, I think that there there could be another uh, another move coming uh, potentially. Uh, it just it feels like I don't have any inside inside information. I'm just telling you that that feels like maybe uh, if he really wants to shore up this Texas pipeline, there may be one more move in the works. Greg uh, Ray Biles, after 31 years at Lorena, steps uh, steps down and, and steps away and retires. Uh, First of all, kind of shocking for everybody here in Central Texas, but man, what a uh, what a tremendous job he did at Lorena, and, and what a great opportunity for somebody else. It's funny that 
that you mentioned that, that you say like, oh, it's kind of shocking. I mean, the, the man has coached for a long, long time. He's had his pension for, for, for quite a minute. And like for any other coach who had been coaching at the same place for 31 years, we'd be like, oh yeah, you know, of course that, that makes sense. But at the same time, I think that that speaks to the fact that like the institution that Ray Biles uh, had, it, it, it would be it would, like in, in a lot of ways, uh, that's like, it's like Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's going to happen someday, but like, you just can't really fathom it. You can't fathom the program without Ray Biles uh, simply because, you know, he's been there since 1992 and, and a guy who I think obviously like when you look at the resume and what he was able to do in the, the, the headline is going to be 2021 leading them to that state championship. I thought that that was, you know, obviously a magical run. And, 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 and a tremendous team and a deserving state champion. Uh, but I think if you focus too hard on that, you're, you're really going to miss the forest for the trees. This is a, a guy who's, who helped to elevate this program to a consistent routine uh, every year contender. And the fact that he was able to get over the top is kind of the cherry on top in my opinion. And, and the other thing, I think he's such a, you know, Ray Biles is, is the epitome of class. There's no, I mean, the Dean of central Texas coaches, there you will you will I don't think you'll ever hear anybody say one bad word about Ray Biles, one of the most respected and well liked guys in the coaching profession. Uh, you know I, I know that uh, when we were uh, during that 2021 state championship game, I went up to uh, there was a, a suite that a number of other coaches from Central Texas uh, were up there, and and you would have thought that they were like this was their very favorite team, like Lorena was their very favorite <laughs> team. It was like rooting hard we're all dressed in red and these are coaches guys who have coached against ray biles uh but uh, that speaks to the 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 respect he commands and i also think it's important that he's a guy who was such a lifer there at lorena and proof that the grass is not always greener um a guy that you can build and you can continue to put one foot in front of the other and stack those bricks and you can get to where you want to go. And, and I think that that is the real legacy of Ray Biles. He's a guy who, 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 um, who was a builder, who, brought, who, who was able to kind of take the steps and take the long road to the top. But once he got there, it made it all the sweeter. And so, uh, you know, I, I would just say I would expect him to, uh, to, to, to be on a sideline, uh, you know, watching games. Uh, because you can't take that out of your blood. It's just, it's stuck in there. So I I would imagine he's, I would imagine I'm going to get text messages on like a Friday night saying like, Hey, did you see the score? Just because that's the type of guy uh, that he is. I I, I don't think you can take the man out of high school football, but I'm not sure you can take the high school football out of the man. Final thought for you. Uh, We we mentioned that job. The Academy job is obviously open as well since uh, uh, Chris Lancaster made the move to Robinson. What are some of the key jobs that are still available? I know Ward mentioned uh, Martin, Arlington Martin. What are some of the key jobs that are open right now? Yeah, it's, it's starting to turn, you know, the, the, the coaching carousel, you know, it, it kind of starts in December, but really starts to churn January, February, March is, is really when uh, things are going. The, 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 the one that I've really got my eye on is, um, is, is, is Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill, of course, they, they part ways with Carlos Lynn, uh, who, of course, after six seasons, he, um, he uh, was going, he, he goes 45-25, leads them to a state championship game. Uh, he resigned. He was under an immense amount of pressure. I, I think, if I may editorialize, I think that, that I think that he kind of got a raw deal in the sense of uh, he got he he had to follow Joey McGuire, who's like 
not only like an excellent football coach, but also just like this bombastic big personality. And I, I think that there is a lot of people who are always doing the comparison game to him. I would expect Carlson's a really good football coach. I would imagine he's going to land on his feet here pretty soon. Uh, that, that's one that we've certainly uh, got our eye on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on, on a number of other ones. Uh, of course, we, we, um, uh, Pflugerville Weiss is another program down there in the Austin area that I'm really interested in. Plano is open. Plano is, is, is one that we're, we're uh, really tracking. Uh, Tyler Legacy out in East Texas is one that I think has an opportunity to really get some, uh, get some traction. A&M Consolidated, another uh, program. You know, Lee Fedora uh, resigns after six seasons. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see who fills that uh, void uh, for a, a program down there in the Brazos Valley that really needs no introduction. There are some big ones that are open. DFW Red Oak is, is open. Uh, Richmond Foster down the Houston area. Tyler, both Tyler jobs are open, but big, I mean, Chapel Hill is not, but, but Tyler and Tyler Legacy are both open. And so those are the ones, at least from the big school perspective, that I'm really interested in seeing what the applicant list looks like and what that kind of shortlist looks like. And, and this is when I really lean on Matt Stepp, our high school football insider, who, who really is, is all over this type of stuff and is, is constantly keeping us updated on TexasFootball.com about what the latest are on these coaching searches. Uh, by the way, for, for the record with Lorena, uh, which obviously is a big job in itself, I mean, they have a state championship program, uh, I would be pretty surprised if they didn't go in, in-house. I think that, that's, that, that that screams internal hire. Uh, and I imagine that Ray Biles is going to have a really uh, a, a, a firm hand on that the hiring process. So that that would be my initial reaction to that. All right, what do we got? Uh, what do we got on TexasFootball.com? Yeah, it's the off season, but we're we're kind of keeping it rolling. We got all of our shows up: uh, Texas Football Today every weekday at noon, Republic of Football, Women Talking Football, et cetera. Uh, you know, podcasts year round just because it's the off season. That just that just means the onus is on us to keep you entertained. But we've we've been doing this for a while, so hopefully uh, we can do that. But uh, but yeah, Matt Steph is counting down his top ten uh, games that he he saw this year, uh, which is always uh, you know fun fun to relive some of those games, and then. Uh, before you know it, we're going to be getting going on that 2023 summer edition. So for any coaches who are listening, you can look forward to being bothered by me here in about <laughs> a month or so. As always, man, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much. We appreciate your time today, Greg. All right, guys, take care. Have a, have a good one. That is Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Good stuff. All right, uh, 824. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. It is Friday the 13th. We're going to talk to Stephanie from Sales about superstitions and counteracting superstitions. We'll do that next right here on e- Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women headed to Morgantown to play West Virginia this Sunday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday for Baylor West Virginia women's basketball. Join Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. 
Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Keep up with Big 12 hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Hello everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. Eight twenty-eight. This is game time again. Haven't said a word, and here we go, giggling already. Uh, this is He's Friday. Happy it's Friday. It is. I it am. is Friday the thirteenth. Now I got to ask you. Mm-hmm. To counteract Friday the thirteenth, everybody knows that you get a you get a stool and you skip around the stool school stool backwards three times. Did you do that this morning? No, I've never even heard of doing oh, that. Come on. <laughs> You've never heard of that? No. No. It's a thing, Stephanie. It's just like throwing it's a thing. It's like throwing salt over your shoulder. Look, uh, a, a horseshoe. Friday thirteenth is some malarkey. Seriously. Because thirteen is my favorite number. It's a good luck. Imagine number. that. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Ward, are you jumping on that? Let's pick on Stephanie Tom Barfield train this <laughs> no, morning. I'm just saying. I, I I can certainly see a 13 being your lucky number. <laughs> it is. Which He's means clean. I'm probably going to have a great day. <laughs> He's cleaning that up. So. <laughs> He's, 
<laughs> he punched you in the throat and then cleaned it up. So Whatever. I know Ward loves uh, me. I know he loves me. So. What do you got for us this morning? And by the way, I just made that stool thing up. I don't <laughs> See, I knew I didn't hear about it. Heard of it. To make things up I all the time. I found it on the Googles. <laughs> oh, you can't believe everything on the Googles oh, you no, say. Oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Googles. Yeah? I was searching through the Googles yesterday. Okay, so you know you go to a Texas Ranger game, right? Uh-huh. Sometimes they'll give out those bobbleheads. Yeah. And they'll only give out so many. Just 20,000 a game. Well, yeah. I don't know how many people go see They're the Rangers, cool. so they probably have some left over. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> believe it or not, if you have a bobblehead from past, keep it because some of them are worth some money. Get this. There was one in, the ni- in 1962, a Denver Broncos toes up bobblehead. It's worth $3,900. You can sell it on eBay for $3,900. How about that? That's like two pairs of shoes for me. New York. <laughs> <laughs> in 1960, there was one for the New York Rangers hockey team. It's worth $3,600. Kind of cool, huh? Minnesota Twins called the White Base Bobble. They only made so many of them. In 1960, $3,500. Get this. There's only seven of these floating around in Bobble Land. And it's a Los Angeles Dodger still the base bobblehead. And it's worth $3,400. I'm just thinking that's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's get into the higher ranking ones. Kobe Bryant. There's two of them out there. $30,000. Wow. $30,000. So if you have one of those, keep it. I'm sure the price is going to go up. Oh, sell it. Yeah, you could. Go on vacation. 1962, a Pittsburgh Steeler bobblehead. It's worth $12,000. And they only make so many of these, I guess. Tommy Lasorda, wasn't he baseball? <laughs> yes, kind of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. $7,500. Nick Foles, Philadelphia Eagles, $7,500. Get this. Why Nick Foles? Yeah. I don't know. I looked it up. Is it, is it from his MVP season? Yes. But there was one for Tom Brady. That wasn't as much? No. Huh. You would think Tom Brady would be more, right? Well, well so if Nick you... Foles was a backup quarterback that won the MVP in the Super Bowl. Yep. I remember that. That doesn't happen. Very often. Ever. And it's the only time. Well, true, but, I mean, you still would well, think Tom well, that Brady's would be more bubble. than often, yeah. <laughs> Is that like 100 miles or more? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're funny, Ryan. Okay. The best one is this. 1961, Yankees Yankees had a bobblehead. I guess it was bigger than normal, like 14 inches oversized, they say. $59,750. Hmm. Probably because there wasn't very many people that like collected the them. No. Are you kidding me? That was, just... They were the number one team that collected bobbleheads because they weren't passed out like candy at every ballpark. That's true. Yeah. I can see that point. Do they have to be, in your research, do they have to be a popular team or player in order to, to be worth some money? Yes. Oh, they got to have stats, oh, you know, okay. like Nick Foles. But yeah. get this. This he, this bobblehead wasn't even in the sports world. Uh, what's that group name from England? The Beatles. <laughs> what's that <laughs> group's name? 
from I could England. Not, I was going to say. Are you know, kidding me? You know could, the mop-haired guys, you know. <laughs> What's that group? Left-handed guitar player. England. You know the cat with the left-handed <laughs> guitar player, you know. I could not remember their name for like two seconds. Like a blonde moment showed Ed up. who? Ed, Ed. No, John Lennon. The Beatles. Paul the McCarthy. Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. Ringo. The, Gringo. George Harrison. Yeah. I said Ringo. I thought his name was Gringo. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Beatles song? I ain't got one. You don't like the Beatles? Oh my goodness. I, goodness. You're about to be thrown, thrown out, out of the studio. <laughs> What's yours? Oh boy. It's a good one. In my life. In my life. How's no. that go? That sounds like a depressing song. I don't, or is it about so many? Page. I love the White Album. Yeah, Hey Jude's a good That's one. That's a great song. What is it? Hey Jude. Oh, I think I might have heard of that once. Seriously. <laughs> I was going to ask you about my bobblehead, but now I'm not. So Tom has a bobblehead in his office of himself. I do. I, I From my previous employer, he got a bobblehead. we had a contest. I was among the top 10%. And so those guys, they surprise us with a bobblehead. And I don't think it looks anything like me, but... It's got a big head. It's got a big head. <laughs> no doubt about that. I, I don't know. Just keep it around. You never know. It might be worth I, something I, I, I one think day. It's kind of no, funny. So, hey, Ward's like no. Ward, you should have a bobblehead made of. We should all have bobbleheads made of ourselves. Well, it's right after we get off the camel in Valley Mills, we will. I was waiting for it to get warmer. I'm not going to go ride a camel at 32 degrees. It was 80 day before yesterday. That's right. But it's I know, but. This is Texas. Tomorrow's probably going to be 95. And then and let's go get on to tomorrow. You're leaving for a vacation. We'll, we'll do it when you get back. I'll call sure Mr. Bomb. Sure, we will. And set it up. All, All right. right. Thanks. Have, have a, a good day. Have a great time on go your vacation. Sell something. I will. Thank you. I'll make Thank some you. bobbleheads while you're gone. All right. <laughs> <sighs> 8.35. This is Game Time on Those ESPN Central from Texas. from England. Stop. Game time. The voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, joins us. You know, obviously we all know how good the men's side of the ledger is in the Big 12 and how tough it is. And, and, and the women are have become like that, too. There's four ranked teams. There's really no pushovers in the league. For the Bears to have won two road games already against top 25 teams, the caveat is it's just January. But you even think about putting yourselves in position to win the Big 12. That's a fantastic start. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Fuzzy's Taco Shop is your one-stop taco shop for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, hang time, game time. Fuzzy's Baja-inspired tacos, nachos, burritos, and fresh salads are perfect for any time of day. And Fuzzy's ice-cold beer and margarita schooners are guaranteed to take your meal to the next level. Fuzzy's and Hewitt is now open daily at 7 a.m. serving half-price breakfast tacos from Monday, January 9th to Sunday, January 15th. Half-price Fuzzy's breakfast tacos all week long starting January 9th. Fuzzy's in Hewitt, located at at 1509 Hewitt Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. NFL Wild Card Weekend starts tomorrow with two games on tap. Seattle visits San Francisco for a 3.30 kickoff, and Jacksonville hosts the Chargers at 7.15. There are three games on Sunday, Miami at Buffalo at noon, followed by Minnesota hosting the Giants at 3.30. Baltimore visits Cincinnati at 7.15. The Baylor men are at home tomorrow hosting Oklahoma State for a 5 o'clock tip-off. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sunday, the Baylor women travel to West Virginia for a 2 o'clock start. That game will also be broadcast on ESPN Central Texas. In the NBA last night, Dallas beat the Lakers 119-115 in double overtime. Tonight, San Antonio hosts Golden State and the Rockets visit Sacramento. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, your friend in the car business. 839, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us, and we are presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Yeah. All right. Uh, from the CNC Collision Center text line, a couple of quick ones here. Football Junkie says, how many times are we going to continue to blame the Cowboys head coach? No matter who it is, we know the outcome. Jerry has to be the problem. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, Jose from Temple. Pretty good. Pretty good plan, Jose. Jose says, play Friday the 13th. Play Friday the 13th. Uh, yeah. Uh, i tell you what let's do. Uh Let's uh, – we're going to bring in Kyle Yeomans here and talk some Cowboy football with you and uh, get uh, Kyle's, Kyle's uh, thoughts on the Cowboys. But are you going to play the mega ball tonight and play 13, Ward? Is that something – I mean, are you taking Jose's direction here? I think it's a great idea. I do too. I mean, counteract that Friday the 13th thing. I, I think that's what we should do. Is, is counteract that Friday the 13th. Yeah, day. why not? So we'll get that done. So uh, before the top of the hour, we will make you, uh, we'll make our NFL picks and uh, we'll also, uh, we'll also get to, uh, did you know, we'll do that for you before the top of the hour. But right now we welcome in from the Cowboy broadcast team, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. How are we? 
I'm good. It is a uh, a playoff weekend. How about that? It's it feels like it flew by, but it also feels like it's been a long time coming, which is a uh, Kind of, uh, it's a, a weird feeling, but excited to be where we are, of course. Hey, Kyle, we've kind of debated all week long about this Monday night thing. Uh, and Ward and I have kind of come to the conclusion, we don't need Monday night football in the playoffs. The playoffs <laughs> will survive without Monday night football, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's there's been the conversation on whether or not it's a disadvantage in uh, it, it, the whoever even emerges from this game, does it does it help you? Does it hurt you? The the only sample size we have, which actually shows that it doesn't necessarily affect a whole lot, was last year. I mean, this is the second year that they've had a Monday Night Football game, and last year the Rams and the Cardinals played in this game, and guess who won? The Rams. And then they went on a run to win the Super Bowl. So the team that was in this Monday Night Football game last year ended up winning it all after they won on Monday night. So even though it might be a disadvantage, especially for a team that's a little shaken up, I think it is kind of an advantage because you get an extra day of preparation going into the matchup itself. That's an extra day of rest to kind of break up the monotony of a regular season into a playoff. It it just gets tough on the back end, whether or not you play on Saturday, which two teams are going to play on Saturday or four teams are going to play on Saturday anyways during the divisional weekend, and then you would have uh, them play on Sunday if they played on Monday night. So and, and that's what I was going to follow up. Scheduled deal, yeah. I, I, there, there's no way that the NFL would penalize the winner of this game and put them on a Saturday, would they? I mean, there's there's no. plenty of spots and plenty of opportunities on Sunday. So my thought was if you play on Monday night, it's pretty much assured that you're going to play on Sunday. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I don't think it's actually in writing. But I, I think it's a, an unwritten rule at the moment. And because of the way that they've scheduled this out in the past, especially with these two teams, one of which being the Dallas Cowboys and the type of, uh, the type of eyeballs that they warrant, and then the other team having Tom Brady, I would be beyond shocked if it was even a, a remote thought to put him on Saturday night after playing on Monday night. Jerry Jones said earlier this week that – Mike McCarthy is safe no matter what the Cowboys do. I get it if the Cowboys play close, but if they're blown out in this game, is he really safe? I think anybody, anything is on the table whenever uh, whenever you get blown out in your final regular season game where everything is still on the line and you needed, you needed a motivator to come in and get you ready for that game against Washington. And then where do you need a motivator again? None other than the playoffs whenever you're facing a guy like Tom Brady. But, yeah, if you play it close and you, you go out with, with uh, at least a fighting try against the Tampa Bay team, that is playoff bound. It was a divisional champion, even though they are 8-9. and That's still a good team with a good quarterback, and they've been getting healthy over these last few weeks. But even if you play it close, I think you, you see Mike McCarthy at the helm next year. But then if you get – embarrassed on Monday night football in front of the country because you've got two coordinators that you really like Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn that are getting head coaching looks that are getting interviews with other NFL organizations to be their head man. Do you feel more confident with Mike McCarthy at the helm or with your coordinators at some point? Because Dan Quinn may not be here next year. Kellen Moore may not be here next year. And if that's the case, then things could really get interesting underneath the leadership of Mike McCarthy. So 
I, I believe when I believe Jerry when he says it. I really do. I, I think when he said it, it was genuine. Mike McCarthy's job is not on the chopping block. But when you look at the context clues of the way the season would end, I, I think anything could be on the table for a, a coach that just hasn't had the playoff success that you would want to see in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. When you when you look at this matchup, and I, I know the Cowboys have got 12 wins, and Tampa Bay's a, a sub-500 team, fourth team in, yeah. in league history to do that. But when you look at the last month, I, I mean, what are, you, what are you looking at to break this thing down? Last two weeks, last month, what's, what's, the, what's the parameters for you when you analyze this game and who's, who's playing the best football going into this game? You, so whenever you're looking at the film, you want to look at the last quarter of the season. So the last month in a game pretty much is where it's re- really where you want to look at it, especially for the Tampa Bay team that has been struggling. However, you also want to keep in the back of the mind just what they've done. This is an experienced playoff football team, Tampa Bay is, and it's because of what they did a couple years ago uh, underneath Tom Brady to go win it all and, and win it during that COVID season. Uh, but not only that, they they went on a they went up against the the Super Bowl champs last year, and they beat Philadelphia in the first round, and they played uh, the the Rams very very close in the the, the uh, in the divisional round. So they know how to play playoff football. Whereas this Cowboys team, many of the players on the roster have only had one, have only had one shot at it, and some have only had two or three shots at it in the playoffs. So. When you look at the, the comparison between the two sides, I mean, there is a lot uh, of a discrepancy between playoff experience and, uh, and playoff success between the two. So I think that's one thing that you look at. You look at what they've done the last month and a half to look at the film and really make sure, okay, we know who they are, but also know in the back of your head that even if they aren't showing certain things on film, that it definitely could rear its ugly head again whenever they get into the playoffs. Kyle, who wins? You know, it's it's interesting. I've gone back and forth all week, Ward. I really have. But I, I'm leaning toward Dallas getting the job done. I, I think this is a team that, that, that remembers the heartbreak of not playing up to their caliber against San Francisco last year. Uh, I think they want to go in and I, they want to make a statement in, in Tampa Bay, especially after the embarrassment last week of that game against the Commanders. I think if they go into Tampa Bay and they get off to a hot start, they've got a really good chance to win this football game because their secondary is susceptible. Uh, you can run on these guys, uh, which is something that Dallas has struggled with. Give me, give me Dallas 31-17 to get the win this weekend. All right, Kyle, where can we find you this week? So 5.30 Central Time, we're getting started at the Star of Frisco. It's going to be an hour-and-a-half-long special of a pregame lead in. We're actually going to do it from the plaza at the star in Frisco. So we'll, we'll be on there live. We'll be outside. It'll look a lot like college game day, but probably less sign signage and fans. Plus, <laughs> Ward, I mean, Ward, if you want to, you want to start writing up a sign. I mean, you can come up. Uh, we'll, we'll let you in if you want. Okay. I'm there. Okay. There we go. Okay. So I'll see you on, on, on Monday night, but yeah, five thirty central time. And then we've got post game coverage starting right after the final whistle on DallasCowboys.com. Hey, Kyle, thanks. We appreciate it. Uh, Have fun, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Y'all have fun as well. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboy Broadcast Team. 849. We're right back with more in a moment. This 
is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Snap back to Prescott. He's got a lot of time. Only heard here. Deep down the right side. Oh, it's caught at the 45. 40. Pollard. All season. 20. 10. Pollard. Good night, nurse. Monday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from Raymond James Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys Buccaneers, Monday at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had the wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. ESP in Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service. Good feet and advanced foundation repair. 8.52, game time on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, it is that time. We're going to go through, and there's, what, 35 uh, playoff games coming up this weekend? No. Okay. There's a lot. They keep adding. Anyway, let's go through them, Ryan, and uh, let's uh, let's pick them as we, uh, as we go through these things. So we'll go in order here. We'll start tomorrow, kickoff at 3.30 Central Time. The Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. I got the Niners here, guys. 49ers. Yeah, all Blow the way. Out. All the way. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the best. This could be the best team of the NFC. Saturday night, the Chargers at the Jaguars. Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence here at Ward. Chargers. Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers as well. And then so it, none of us took Sunshine? 
None of us took sunshine. sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> the kickoff uh, Sunday at noon. Uh, yeah, Miami at Buffalo. Miami has no chance here, guys. Nope, no. No, no. I mean, two is out. Yeah. yeah, they're done. Even with two, I'm not sure they had a chance. But they, uh, they sure didn't have one without him. No, they. I mean, with him, they they've got a chance, but it's very slim. Without him, done. Bills all the way. Sunday afternoon, the New York Giants at Minnesota. I'm going to take the Giants here, Tom. I'm, I'm taking the Giants. We're all taking the Giants. It's unreal. <laughs> Come on now. So none of us are picking a 13 and 4 team at home to win. No, none of us. But uh, Sunday night, uh, Baltimore without Lamar Jackson at Cincinnati. Again, without Lamar, there's yeah. no chance That's for the right. Ravens. Yeah. It's, That's it's right. Yeah, so Cincinnati. Cincinnati across the board. And then Monday night at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. Who are you picking, Ward? Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, and Tom Brady. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys, Tom. I, I think the Cowboys win. Well, no, I, I really do think that they've got a better football team. Homers. They are built to win Homers. and win now. This is a better football. It's a better football team. No, it's not. They're they're better in the run game. They're better defensively. They're not better in the run game without Tyron Smith. You watch. They'll rush for 150 yards between the two. Yeah, and Dak Prescott will throw four interceptions. Well, <laughs> you, you didn't say that. All right. Speaking of uh, speaking of the NFL and playoffs, uh, here's here's our did you know for the day. So yeah, I was staying on the topic of a Super Wild Card Weekend. I mean, did you guys know that every Wild Card matchup is a rematch from the regular season? Now that helps that three of them are divisional rematches, but the other three with the Giants, Vikings, uh, Jaguars, Chargers, and then the Cowboys, Bucks are all regular season rematches. And also, did you guys know that since the wild card system began in 1970, only 10 wild card teams have advanced to the Super Bowl, six of those teams winning it all? One of those being the 1975 Dallas Cowboys with the Dirty Dozen. Then, mm. so there's that was the Don't first get your team. Hopes up. Who, and a quick question for y'all who is the last wild card team to make it to the Super Bowl and Rams win? last year? Incorrect. Mm. Uh, Seattle. Incorrect. This It was the 2010 Green Bay Packers when they beat the Steelers in Arlington. That was going to be my next guess. Yeah. And that is, did you know, gentlemen? I was at that game. Were you really? Really. That was a great, that was a great game. Were you, were you spectating or were you working? A um, little of both. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, you went, hey, I work at the radio station. I need a credential. Mm-hmm. So you could go to the game and watch. Mm-hmm. Smart man. Now that's that's getting it down right there. Mm-hmm. There was a little media there, wasn't there? There was. There was a little ice there as well. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So where was the auxiliary? I'm sure they had to have a overflow auxiliary press box. Where, where'd they put it? It was it was upstairs in the normal one. Uh, everybody was in that press box. Well, I didn't know where another one was. That's where I was. Really. Mm-hmm. So you got that corner end zone view. Mm-hmm. How about that? All right, uh, that is going to do it for us. By the way, coming up on the John Morse program at 3 o'clock this afternoon, he is going to have uh, on the show, he's going to have uh, Dave Hunziker, the uh, uh, Hunziker, rather, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He'll be on at 3. So Dave Hunziker and uh, J-Mo at 3. And uh, Matt Mosley will be here at 4. And we will be back on Monday morning at 7 a.m. We you? will not be anywhere. 
Well, I, you'll be I, in a boat. The show must go on. You'll be rowing a boat. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just hope I don't fall off. Yeah, I hope you don't either. <laughs> Not be good. You can't fall off. You no, no, you can. You, you have to climb can. to fall off. Well, the rails are such. Don't play Titanic. Even even Shaq <laughs> would have to climb to fall off. You're, you're not going to get on the front of the boat and stick your arms out and say, I'm the king of the world? I, I've already done that a million times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you guys. Please you, videotape that. Oh, you, oh, there's there's a lot of video, but none of it is can be made public. Mm. <laughs> Just there's certain things you just can't do. Wow. All right, we got to go. Uh, Greeny's coming up next, and we'll see you on Monday at 7.